Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I'm Mark Anthony, and this is Demolition News Radio, episode 101. In this episode, quick stops, cops, and chop shops. This podcast is sponsored by WillowHire.com, the UK's leader in dust suppression equipment. Kick the dust into touch with our new, bigger and better all-in-one dust suppression units for hire. Call Willow on 01582 840045. I've just spent the morning with a former murder detective driving across Kent and Essex in pursuit of a stolen vehicle that, for reasons that will become clear, was invisible to the naked eye. But before we get to that, I need to give you a bit of background. On Monday the 26th of March, the latest edition of the Demolition magazine was published online. You can't miss it. It's Barbie pink in colour, because we figured the industry was butch enough to take it. That edition included our security feature, which, for reasons that are too mundane to mention, failed to mention our friends at Cantrack. Cantrack's managing director, Peter Thompson, sent me a polite email to find out why they'd been missed. I explained, and at the same time I mentioned that I'd love to accompany one of his inspectors as they were tracking down a stolen machine or vehicle. By some strange quirk of serendipity, Peter phoned me a few hours later that night to say that Cantrack had literally just received intelligence that a stolen Mercedes Sprinter van had been tracked to the Isle of Sheppey. Furthermore, having liaised with the police, it was believed that the van was actually at a suspected chop shop where it was probably being dismantled for parts. Best of all, there was an operation planned early the following morning, with a Cantrack investigator scheduled for deployment. While they felt that a whole van recovery would be unlikely after a delayed notification from the owner, there was still a potential intelligence going to be had from deploying, and, luck willing, some arrests. Thankfully, Tuesday the 27th of March was set aside in my diary as a writing day. I quickly rescheduled that plan, charged the video camera, and at 8 o'clock the following morning, we headed for our agreed rendezvous with Cantrack investigator Richard Davis on the Isle of Sheppey. Demolition News Radio is the podcast of demolitionnews.com and the Demolition Magazine. I spotted Richard's Ford C-Max parked outside a large Sports Direct store. The car itself was an inconspicuous dark grey. Nothing on the outside gave a clue to the presence of a former Metropolitan Police detective all the piles of high-tech equipment within. I pulled up alongside him, walked over, and said the agreed code phrase, the geese fly south at midnight. Oh, okay, I made that bit up. I actually went over and said hello, but we really should have had a code phrase. Richard explained that the Mercedes van had been stolen a few days before, and the onboard Cantrack asset tracking unit had been triangulated to a position close to Sheerness. The tracker was in sleep mode when we first met, but it was scheduled to wake up and trigger its position at precisely 10.03am. A specific wake-up time for that unit determined randomly through an algorithm for security reasons. While we waited, Richard explained that the vehicle had been stolen in London, but the owner hadn't reported the theft for a few days. He showed me satellite photos of the likely location of the vehicle, all the while maintaining regular contact with Director of Investigations John Mussett, who was monitoring the status of the onboard tracker from a remote location. Richard's car, while inconspicuous from the outside, is literally dripping with high-tech inside. His iPhone, mounted on the dash, receives updates from the Cantrack HQ with increasing regularity. His iPad uses Google Maps to pinpoint the likely position of the stolen vehicle. An RF tracker sits in a grey bag in the car's central console, 
ready to spring into life when we come into range of the tracker. And a pair of white Apple AirPods droop from Richard's ears, allowing him to maintain constant contact with Cantrack's Director of Investigations, John Mussett, even while we're driving towards the likely location. At 10.03 precisely, a WhatsApp message blinks onto Richard's iPhone display. The tracker is awake and is now about to send a precise GPS location. And then things became really surreal. Demolition News Radio, the independent voice of the global demolition industry. Richard Davis is one of those men of indeterminate age. His hair is long, pre-haircut James May long, and it has some grey in it. But facially, he could be anything from 35 to 55. He spent more than 30 years in the police force, including a spell as a murder detective with the Metropolitan Police. Surveillance, it soon becomes clear, is far more familiar to him than it is to me. He thought he'd retired. A few years ago, he bought a boat and spent two years sailing around the South Pacific. But his father was taken ill here in the UK. And he's returned to take care of him, working with Cantrack and utilising his expertise between times. Part of the reason we were there is to film the vehicle being located for a future episode of Demolition TV. And so, as we wait for the GPS locator to give us a precise location, Richard is speaking to our camera. He's eloquent and matter-of-fact. I guess after investigating murders, tracking down a stolen van is little cause for panic and excitement. But that changes when the call comes in. As the car heads for the exit to the Sports Direct car park, Richard has his game face on. Be sure to check out Demolition TV on YouTube, the only YouTube show dedicated to demolition. It's hard to tell whether it's previous police training or the fact that he's still working alongside the police. But whatever the reason, Richard drives aggressively, but legally. He accelerates to just inside the local speed limit and heads for the last known location when the first of many calls come in. The stolen vehicle is on the move. The RF tracker, which operates on radio waves, is deployed in the hope that it will pick up a signal from the vehicle as it drives by us. That signal doesn't come. We've somehow managed to drive by the stolen vehicle without spotting it, and that vehicle is now heading off the Isle of Sheppey and towards London. A quick U-turn, and we're in hot pursuit. Now I say hot pursuit, but this is the southeast of England, and more specifically, the eternal car park that is the M25 and so much of that hot pursuit barely exceeds 40 miles an hour. Even though we have advanced satellite tracking technology on our side, we are constantly scanning the road for a Mercedes Sprinter van. There are seemingly hundreds of them, and none of them are the one we're looking for. Together with what seems like half of all London's traffic, we crawl through the Dartford Tunnel and then swing off onto the A13. Richard is forced to drive around the huge roundabout at Thurrock twice while we await an advanced location and direction of travel. When the call comes through, we head towards Barking before dropping down into the Fleet Lane Industrial Estate, a huge sprawling industrial area that runs either side of the A13. The industrial estate is like a rabbit warren. There are turnings off turnings and roads off roads. But with the scent of the Mercedes Sprinter in his nostrils, Richard is not to be deterred. We drive into the north area of the industrial estate, swing past a large and active skipyard. There, at the end of a dead-end road, is a car breaker and scrapyard. And driving into it is a Luton van that's sending the RF tracker into overdrive with regular audio pulses. What happens next is a blur. Richard calls the police to notify them that a suspected stolen vehicle has been tracked and its position identified. 
Richard expects to wait while warrants are arranged and forces are deployed. But less than two minutes later, blue flashing lights appear in the rearview mirror. The police are here. They arrive on site as a large Atlas material handler is lowering a twisted piece of silver metal, a van roof panel as it transpires, to the ground. And that roof panel, even to the untrained eye, looks as if it might come from a Mercedes Sprinter van. As the newest member of the team, it's only his second deployment for Cantrack, but the look on Richard's face is one of mixed emotions. He knows he's found the target vehicle, but he knows that vehicle now lies in pieces at his feet in a squalid scrapyard. To subscribe to the Demolition magazine, just head over to demolitionnewsstore.com. Just over a year ago, Cantrack very kindly gave me one of their trackers. I'd questioned just how well it would stand up to the rigours of a demolition environment, and they kindly agreed to let me put it to the test, which I did, with a claw hammer and a sledgehammer, and with the assistance of AR Demolition, the bucket of a large excavator. You can see that test in episode 4 of Demolition TV over on YouTube. That tracker didn't survive, but it didn't go down without a fight. And sure enough, the tracker in what remained of the Mercedes Sprinter van is entirely intact. The vehicle into which it had been fitted had been literally torn apart. Several large puncture wounds in the roof panel showed where it had been picked up by a mechanical grab. The engine, gearbox and many other parts had been professionally harvested by the organised criminal gang that stole it. The remains in front of us, the last of the evidence being disposed of, and with it, the expectation it couldn't be linked back to the thieves, or anything else for that matter. But when Richard used a crowbar to untwist a portion of twisted metal, the Cantrack tracker emerged entirely unscathed, and was handed to the police as evidence. There were no identifying marks on the remains of the van. Had it not been for the Cantrack asset, the police would have had no case against the driver. Even while the tracker was being retrieved, information was coming into the police and the Luton van that had been used to transport what was left of the Mercedes van was itself proven to be stolen. Thanks to the Cantrack tracker, the stolen Mercedes van had been found. A second stolen vehicle had also been recovered. A man was arrested for driving the stolen vehicle and for being in possession of stolen materials. And the scrapyard itself was identified as the final resting place of at least one stolen vehicle. At the time of broadcast, there is ongoing liaison between the police and Cantrack to mount a job on the suspected chop shop to take out more of this organised criminal operation. Demolition News Radio, putting your finger on the pulse of the industry. I've had an active interest in the subject of plant and vehicle theft for almost 30 years now. I've worked with the police, I've attended CITS conferences and I've reported on a huge array of anti-theft and tracking devices over the years. Yet this is the first time I've seen the problem up close, and it was an eye-opener. I had no comprehension of the speed with which the thieves are able to steal, move and strip a vehicle. I had no idea how vehicles and equipment were passed from one person to another to avoid detection and to minimise the penalty if any single person in the chain is caught. And I had no idea that, to a thief at least, a Mercedes van is worth more as a collection of its constituent parts than it is as an entire vehicle. But I learned something else. You can chop up a vehicle, or you can lock a stolen digger in a container. But the moment that tracker wakes up, the game is afoot. With the aid of modern technology and experienced investigators, there really is no hiding place for the thieves and their stolen items. 
Thanks for listening. Demolition News Radio, dedicated to demolition.